0: Hello and welcome to Connect with Courage. On this show, we talk about how to build courage and connection in your life. Why? Because courage makes your life bigger and connection makes your life so much better. I'm your host and friend Gabriel Pesha, and I'm excited for today's episode. I'm glad you're joining in. Today we're going to talk about how to get back up again after you've been knocked down. And a lot of us have been knocked down recently. And also, I'm going to share like one way I'm using right now how to get back in touch with people, with people slowly, how to get out of the house again, you know, get back into a connective mode. One, two, one, one way I've, I've, I've learned from a friend recently and, and I tried and it's really useful. But first things first. So we get knocked down in life. Things happen that we didn't plan. Things don't go our way we get knocked down and we lay on our knees, we we fall flat on our face. Then what do we do? First understand, it's inevitable. It will happen. I liked what Brandi Brown, she's the main researcher on on courage and she's done immense, immense work on that. Great books, great material. I will put a link to her material in the show notes on my website Very helpful material. You can look at that. It it takes some time to work through, but it's definitely worth it. So she said, she said, if you're brave enough, often enough, you are going to fall. It's just like the law of physics. It's how courage works. You're trying things that you don't know if they're going to work out, and sometimes it just will not work out, and sometimes you will get hurt. It will happen. There's also another thing she says, which is very helpful. Those, the, the bravest among us, sorry, the bravest among us are not afraid to fall because they've learned how to get back up again. And that's the beauty. Once you know how the process works of getting back up again, and once you've done it a couple of times, you're not that much afraid to fall anymore because you know If it doesn't work out, if I fall, if I get hurt, I know how to get back up again and and be strong and try the next thing. And the more you do it, the more, the more adaptive you get, the more, how would I say, the more confident or the more experienced you get in this process. And you know, I'm still learning, (laughs) I'm still learning. I think for me getting up again, actually the most difficult part still, and so I'm glad I'm doing this episode today because I'm learning with you. And, and I went deep into the material to be able to do this episode. And it's helping me also get a deeper understanding of, of, of where I succeeded and where I failed in, in this process. So she talks about a three-part process of getting back up again. The first part is actually noticing what happened. And say, okay, what is the thing that happened? What is the specific event that happened? And then what emotions did I experience? How did emotion hook me? And well, I all of different signs when we can notice when emotion hooked us, um, stories playing in our minds w- without end on a loop, or some physical sensations like we feel in the stomach. So there's some signs, and the more we, we, the more we know our own personal signs, okay, we're now hooked by emotion, the easier it gets to, uh, to deal with it. So the first step, right, you, you notice, okay, what happened, what are the emotions I was having, and how did I deal with the emotion? Because oftentimes, we don't deal with emotions in a very productive way, but in a quite unproductive way. So, Brennan Brown, she's, again, she has six unproductive ways. One of them is numbing your hurt, you're distracting yourself with YouTube, pornography, food, drinking alcohol, sex, just not to have to think about it. And so, you're trying to put your hurt away, or you, 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 you push the hurt down, you know, it, it didn't really matter, and it grows until you can't bear it anymore. It's also su- that's also something that can happen. It's one of the ways, or you put it on blame address for your hurt, and you put it back onto others. Also, very common way to do it. There's more, three more of them. You can read it in her book and in the worksheet. Um, you can just go deeper into like like what's it like in your life. I will put a link to the worksheets. The second step is. No, oh, actually the first step is still. What stories did you make up? Because like it's not just the experience, not just the emotions we're having, but then we start to make up stories what it means. Like we are meaning-making mach- meaning machines as humans. We are meaning-making machines. So you make up a story on what that, what that experience actually means. And usually we just have a partial view of the situation, but we fill in the missing information, we fill them in, it's like we're just if we fill them in, we make up a story, we, we confabulate, and then it makes sense, right? It's coherent and it's emotionally very satisfying, but it's not—it's not 100% true. And this is where you get stuck. Now, once we've identified like what actually happened and what we made it mean, we can go to the second step, which is becoming curious about what what's more to know, what's more to learn about situation, the people who are involved, and ourselves, and look deeper into ourselves also. And this is where things began to open up again. In the same way, recently I heard a discussion by Benjamin Hardy, Hardy, he's the author of a book called Personality Isn't Permanent, a great, great book about how we can change things we didn't think we could change, and he said like when we're dealing with trauma, especially like small trauma, which happens to everybody, the important thing is to get more context about the situation and once you understand more about the person person's involved and about their story you it, you understand more and you develop more empathy and um, you your story gets bigger and then it loses its power over you that's amazing and this is also that's the same thing that brandy brown is Describing here when when you're asking yourself, okay, what what more I need to learn about the situation about the people involved and about myself and situation my own part in it And and that's a powerful way to open up and become curious again And then when you've done that you go to the third part Where you say okay, what did I learn and what new meaning can I give to the story and you, You write your own ending to the story. It's like you get you get now you get closure There's a very nice sentence she says, if we own our stories, we get to write the ending, right? We end the story. That's how, okay, this is what happened, this is how I dealt with it, there's more to it, and now it's done. If we deny our stories, they, they own us because we didn't close them. And they're still going on and they're driving our emotions and our behavior. And sometimes, sometimes we just don't even see it. So it's important to go back there and look into the stories, and and to to own them, right? To own them, and to say, okay, they are my stories, something I made up from what happened to, to in my life. And you get over this, like it happened to me, to it happened for me, is something I can do something with. If you look at at the at, at movements and and people, people making solutions for difficult problems often you will see that it come from a place of hurt people have been hurt there's been something that's been something very difficult in their lives and they move through it and they come up with a solution for others which is big and and yeah Actually, that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast was because I was struggling with a lot of things and I was like ah, why is that so difficult And once I figured out, okay, of course, something you can learn, connection is learnable, I was like, I want to go deep in there. Then I was like, wow, it's helping me a lot. I I bet it might be helpful to others. And now you're listening in. And so that's that's how we can use the situations that are hard for us, where they're painful, to be of of benefit to others. And, And that's a beautiful turnaround. So that's how we can get back up again. And... Some things we can do ourselves easily. You can go through a few questions and you've, ah, oh, okay, you did realize But For other things, you might need a friend, you know, to give you, help, to help you gain perspective and move and, and, and go through the process. Other things are more difficult and you uh, will need a therapist or a coach. I've done it and it's been really helpful for myself and I would not have been able to go through a lot of things without the help. Definitely. And I'm so glad I, I took the help. And nowadays, you know, last decades, we learned so much more about how the human mind works and how the human soul, heart and heart works. And so there's so much more help available right now, which is great and it's getting better all the time. So use that, use that. It's available to us and there's a lot of free help also available in different countries and, and make, make, make use of it. It's very important to, uh, for our, our development and for moving ahead in life, moving forward in life. Because that's one thing I always like. Uh, I learned from Dan Sullivan is always make your future bigger than bigger than your past. You know, sometimes we get we get we get um, lost in nostalgia. We look back and they like, oh, it used to be everything used to be better. And it happens to me like right now in these days of the lockdown, the pandemic. Like it used to be so much easier to travel last year. Everything was so much easier. And and it's it a danger in that because you look back and and we don't we we, we miss the future. And we see we are building the future, and only if we can see a bigger future, we are able to also build a bigger future in our life. That's very important. Now, saying that, right now, some of us are in the process of going out again, starting to meet people again, and de isolating ourselves. And sometimes it can just be overwhelming. You've been in your own world for a while, and now, how can you go back out again? And I've been talking with a friend recently about this situation, about the struggles. And he told me, oh, well, Gabriel, why well, just take it slowly at first, you know, just um go out again. And that's what I did. I just went out again, you know, so okay, like just go where people are, observe them, what are they doing, you know, and you just become curious again. And I think there's a lot of power in becoming curious about your, your surroundings because it it gets you out of your own mind. I mean, you can do practices like meditation, They are grateful to become aware of who you are and what's going on inside your mind. I also find it very helpful to get out of your mind and to get to your surroundings. A practice I've found really helpful is called Nature Journaling. I've also put a link into the show notes. I think the book is also available for free right now. And you know, you can learn the skills even to draw and if you don't consider yourself a person who is like an artist, like I didn't, you will get instructions on how you can get started in the process of going to draw. It's something everybody can do, everybody can do it, definitely. Because we are all have everybody who can see, actually. I'm not sure if people, blind people can do it, if you can draw. Maybe you can, I don't know. But if you have eyes and you can see, for sure you can do it. Even if you don't think you could, you could. You can do it and you'll get the instructions. And there's a very important set of questions um, that I find very helpful. I'm asking them myself almost every day now when I'm walking somewhere around. It's um, three questions. I notice, I wonder, it reminds me of. So the first question, just look around. Like, What do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? What do you smell? Just look around and what, what can you feel? You're, you're going to a tree and touching a tree uh, looking at people what are you doing just notice What what can you see what can you notice and the second question I wonder like, you say, okay, like, why is it like that like why is it there or like like why is the dog running here why is he making the hole there and 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 does he belong to that person or that person over there so you, you start to make connections and you, you ask questions like oh, how many is there more of them there or how many is there how does it work so this is your, this is a way to get curious about what's around you, and then then the third question is: it reminds me of. So you connected your own experience in the past. So I'm like, yeah, I've seen it before, and this in this place. For me, I've been traveling a lot, and for me, it's always like, ah, no, this place here. It reminds me of a, of a city somewhere else. It's just very similar right now. And like, why is it similar? And, and so you become curious. First step, you open your eyes up. Like, what are you seeing right now here? Second step, you, you, you start asking questions. And the, th- and the third step, you're connecting it to your existing knowledge. And it's just a very beautiful process of becoming aware of your surroundings. And, um, it's very simple to do it. And, but it's very, it changed a lot for my per- perception. And it's just a thing which brings a lot of joy. Like, like just getting involved in your surroundings, a lot of joy. And also drawing. I, I've done it for for a couple of weeks. And I noticed I'm looking at things differently. And uh, I have a different visual perception. I think it it was more back when I did it intently. Now I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it right now. So it's less. But I noticed when I was doing it, I was opening the the the, the windows of my balcony at night and I just looked up in the sky and the trees and I saw it in so much detail as I never saw before. And not after it, because I didn't continue to practice, but I should go back to it. It was like going from grey television to color television, from low resolution to 4K, this kind of experience. It's, it's like, wow, the world comes alive suddenly. So I can just recommend doing that it's a great practice for getting in touch with where you are and getting in touch with your surroundings. I think this is a great way to open up again to the outside, wor- outside world, and also slowly for, for meeting people again. Just being in this curiosity, which gets you out of your mind, your worries, and everything, and just into the situation. And it's a great because it has, it has a great great tool. That's it for now. We shared um, the process of getting out of getting up again, and one tool for. Getting out again, for so getting up and getting out. I hope it's been helpful to you. And as always, I'm very curious to hear from you. Question for today is, when it comes to getting back up again, what's the single biggest challenge you are facing? Please, please, please answer this question. You can find it on my website, gabrielpecher.com. That's Gabriel like the angel. P-E-C-H-E-R.com. Gabriel, P-E-C-H-E-R.com. And you can find the show notes for this episode. i put put the links and the question for you to answer, which would be really helpful for me to be able to provide more relevant content and to really understand your situation. Thank you so much for listening and for answering the question. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. All right, take care. Bye-bye.